You're on live with the Braxton McCoy Show. <laughs> Introducing is- today's guest, the gayest man on earth, <laughs> Elvin Popo. <laughs> oh, the sweet and sultry tones of Popo back, man. What's up? Yes, sir. While I left, I got my voice changed. <laughs> you got a you got the gay guy radio voice thing now? Yeah, that's right. Mm-hmm. This is 69 <laughs> FM Gay Sex Radio. Well, how'd you get booted from Twitter then? I thought they didn't kick kick uh, gay people off. They don't. I quit on my own accord. Oh, okay. Did you really? Should I do the voice of the whole show? <laughs> no, I don't know how much commitment you got. I could do it all. I could do it for the rest of the day. If I wanted. <laughs> yeah. So you just give it up though, huh? Yeah, Twitter feels like Reddit now, dude. So I'm not a Redditor. Oh, yeah. No. Yeah, I, I'm uh, probably going to take a big break. I, Dude, uh, while you were gone... no i got like a big i got all kinds of people wound up um as i posted this tweet that just said you can't lift your way into learning how to fight that's right dog which is just it's it is what it is and in the tweet i said lifting is good i lift i know you don't but i like it you know (laughs) it's like there's nothing wrong with lifting in fact i encourage it but yeah people get are all wound up and then some people are like because it's a it's a video that looks pretty staged but um in fact i'm nearly positive it's staged but it doesn't matter it's this chick uh choking this dude out who's like got his shirt off and pretty solid is he like really hyper guy yeah 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 that's a stage i know what video you're talking about yeah but the thing is the the point was clear and I made it clear in the follow-up tweet. I was like, it doesn't matter whether this thing is staged. Like it's probably staged, but it doesn't matter, the, dude. This we've thing all... has happened at gyms, thousands of gyms across America though. The unstaged yeah. version. We've all seen it happen. Exactly. That was exactly what I Sometimes said. Sometimes like, once a week. Yeah. Like bro, when, while I was making that tweet, it was happening in a gym somewhere in America. That's how often it happens. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> like, yeah, and people were very upset. And then some people tried to spin it into this thing where I was like doing a girl power thing. Oh hell yeah, like, bro! I'm not even talking. You don't even want to know my opinions on on female fighting. Like I don't, I don't like it. I don't think they should do it. I mean, I, I agree completely. Okay, I, I'm not gonna, you know, be the guy that's gonna tell this chick that she's wasting her life or whatever. But I personally uh, do not like it and i don't get it and it's just not for me but whatever right like a guy can do his own thing but it's just a weird way to uh a weird way to to try to spin it and then a buddy of mine was like bro people who can't fight get super insecure when the topic's brought up (laughs) yeah because it's like the only way to indirectly prove like that you're a tough guy or something is to be like you know, I can see red or whatever. I could beat up a girl at least at the very minimum. You know, I lift so I can beat up a girl. But so many people, they, I don't know. That's a good point. I've never seen people get more worked up if you ask them, do you think I could beat you up? <laughs> yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah and the, the older I get, the the more often the answer to that question is becoming yes, you know, depending on the person's like Hell yeah. getting older and, you know. Um, but yeah, even the chick thing, like, again, I don't necessarily or i don't like like it but i have with my own eyes personally witnessed about a 140 pound female choke the shit out of a kid wrestling kid came in for his first practice 
and he got the shit choked out of him. I mean, I've watched it hey, happen. Love to see it. Like, yeah. I, if you don't know, if you've never done, you know, and I'm, I'm not pretending to be any kind of expert. This is like a basic point, right? This is like very basic truth. But like, if you don't know what you're doing and you're wrestling, and you think that you just like, you know, shot a clean you know, high crotch or double or whatever. And you end up in this person's guard and you don't know what's happening. You would be amazed, not you, but like, if you're just like the average wrestler amazed at how fast you get in trouble. And because you've wrestled enough, you'll recognize that it's trouble, but it ain't going to matter because you've already got an arm isolated and a next a, a leg coming around your neck and all kinds of shit. And you're not sure what to do, you know? All right. There's two submissions. Every wrestler gets introduced to, within seconds usually back to back to each other mm-hmm. that's a triangle and a guillotine yep 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 every time yeah and then you know the other the other point that has to get brought up anytime this discussion comes up uh, i was talking with the same buddy about this is uh mma is the closest thing to a street fight you can get but it's still a sport um the rules are there actually to limit grappling because striking is more uh flashy and funner to watch like it enhances the viewing experience so like if you think of the the removal of the or adding a time clock rather that was to benefit strikers um the removal of like all clothing and you know you can't hold on to a glove that was to uh, benefit me. Hey, <laughs> Takes off all the clothes. Hey, <laughs> like, Newman, not really gay. Quit barking at me. The headbutts being taken away. Um, you know, uh, I'm trying to think of what else we were talking about. Like, you can't wear shoes anymore. You know, all of this is like that is to that is all to basically the only thing the grapplers got in this. Oh, strikes to the back of the head. That's a hundred percent to benefit. You know, jits guys and uh strikers but uh the only thing strikers got out of the out of the trade or the biggest thing is no kicks to a downed opponent and no knees most importantly no knees to a grounded opponent but outside of that all these rules are there to benefit strikers and the reason i bring it up is that guillotine that you're talking about um or uh uh let's see maybe not so much a guillotine but um you know, basically any basically any technique, uh, gi technique, where you can use the gi as a handle, you know, like a lapel choke or whatever. Anything that you can use clothing on is like a go in the, you know, in the streets. And like you, if you don't have any jits experience, any any gi experience at all, you like you're going to get caught with shit that you've never seen before. And it's going to shock the shit out of you when it happens, you know. I think everyone listening, go out in the street, just like Fight Club. Pick one guy at random and just start some shit with him. No. Give every, every, if everyone in America does this, everyone will be in for a rude awakening. Next mm. thing you know, we can all train, and the Chinese will be no problem next year. <laughs> <laughs> Bro, that, it is, it's also true that people way, way, way overestimate their ability to throw punches. Like, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> when you ask someone, like, like, hey, show me, show me a one-two. You know, show me what you do. How many times do you see the back foot coming off the ground when the punch should be getting delivered? Uh, it's like yeah. every single time they're mm-hmm. throwing like their weight forward, 
right? Yeah. So there's like no real energy there. It's just all an arm punch. Yeah. And you see, and to be fair, you see a lot of arm punching in MMA and boxers <laughs> pick on this a lot. But p- part of that is because you have to worry like the technique, the, the, the um, the option, the striking options are so vast that like just coming in with a traditional boxing stance can get you in trouble, you know? So you end up in situations where kind of arm punches are like, would it be better to, you know, be squashing the bug and all the rest of this, right. And like making sure you're using your hip, like, sure. But there, there are times where you can get yourself in a little bit of a pickle, you know? Um, yeah. And then striking itself as a, as a discipline, like people still do this thing where it's like, Oh, this guy's a, uh, so-and-so is like a wrestle boxer or so-and-so is like a tie fighter or whatever. It's like bullshit. None of these guys are just wrestle boxers or tie fighters anymore. They've, they've all blended everything that works into one striking, you know, thing. And then like, I, I guess it's just, if you wanted to call it something, you'd call it like MMA striking because it's it's not just one thing anymore, unless you're Nate Diaz, I guess. Yeah, like imagine like a sh- guy who strikes going into MMA and being like, you know what? I'm not even going to do jujitsu class. I don't think I'll need it. <laughs> like that guy's going to die. <laughs> you just yeah. can't do it no more. No, I mean, Everyone who's participating in fighting, even at the amateur level, they've been doing jujitsu for at least six months, bro. And even at, and it's, I would almost say. This is especially important at the amateur level because, the, the, well, the amateur levels have changed a lot. But like 15 years ago, you would still see all kinds of people showing up at like regional fights that were very, very, very one dimensional and they would get exposed big time and usually hurt badly, like real badly. Back in the day, this is how it used to be. I don't know how long you've been training for, but you may have seen it too. Back, I'm talking like 2004, 2005, all the way up till 2008, which I didn't see it no more because I was in the army. But we would have guys. It's usually heavyweights too, like fat guys coming. Now we're in Kentucky, so we got some country tough boys out here. But they'll come into the gym and they'll say, "Hey, I took a fight already. It's in three weeks. I need you guys to train me." (laughs) And it's their first time in the gym, and. It will be more than like guys will do that like once every few months. They'd come in and they'd be like, Yeah, I'm going to learn to fight. I've already booked the fight. Go ahead and train me. Nowadays, you can't book a fight unless your coach does it. Like, at least around here, you can't just say, Hey, sign me up. And for if you're debuting, you can if you've got fights, right? But you can't yeah. just, if you're a debut fighter, you can't just be like, Hey, I'll, uh, I want to do one. Like, they won't let you no more. That probably came from the commission because regional promoters, like local and regional promoters, were f- fucking scumbags for a while. And they would sandbag the shit out of people. Like, if there was somebody that they, you know, wanted to, basically using the box boxing model, if there was somebody they wanted to build, they would bring yeah, in, like, cab cans. drivers. Yeah. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Something <laughs> like me. <laughs> yeah, or me, bro. I'm Podcasters. old yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> beat up Seventeen podcaster not. <laughs> you know what? I'm actually for that though. Building up a fighter. No, I think all podcasters should be oh, required to the fight. <laughs> if you want to have a podcast, you got to least <laughs> you have to have a tapology page. <laughs> you have to have a tapology page. Yeah, I mean, there's a lot of ways we can improve uh, this shithole sphere that we operate in, but that would be a good place to start. Hell yeah. 
I want to see that way. Michael Malice has to get in a fight. Him and, <laughs> we can put him and Scott Greer in the same card. Oh my word! <laughs> oh, they probably weigh the same as well. I know there's a about a one foot height discrepancy, but I think their weight is still the same. Neither, uh, neither of them very. Uh, uh, neither of them are fans of mine. That's for sure. Oh, <laughs> I know that. Interesting. That's weird. <laughs> yeah, but it, it, it's also. Um, Another thing is it's weird to talk about it like because I'm old and washed, right? Like it's for the fight game being, you know, 190 pounds and 5'11", you know, like basically a welterweight, like, bro, 38 is pretty old. <laughs> you know what I mean? <laughs> like, yeah, but what, what do your ears look like, though? My, what do my ears look like? Yeah. I only have cauliflower on one ear. All right. Well, that's still like having the tiger stripes you know in, <laughs> in the wild people still identify you as a predator <laughs> I don't know about and not that. in the michael malice scott greer sense of predator you know <laughs> you can keep your kids out and about around braxton oh. <laughs> yeah it's but the original the original point was like twitter's uh becoming reddit i kind of want you to explore that because this is part of my like the reason that, uh, the reason that I brought that up is to say that I've gotten to this place where you start to notice a pattern where no one is capable. It, they're capable, but, but are not willing to take whatever you say at face value. It's always got to have some spin narrative to it. Yeah. And, and like a redditor. Yeah. So that's a redditor move. Yes. That's how they talk. Okay. Okay. Oh, so what you're saying is you actually are on the side of the Nazis. <laughs> it's like. Like what I'm saying is if I actually want to find your address and go to your house right now <laughs> is what I'm saying. Yeah. Yeah. Well, that does happen on there a lot. So I, I didn't, you know, I've been on Reddit before, um, like not, not very much by any stretch, but I've been on it. Uh, I guess I didn't engage with enough people to, I've definitely not been on it to have like a good feel for the pulse of a Redditor, but Yeah. Yeah, that's what we're coming, I guess. Do you think this is so – I think it was Bird wanted to talk about how much he hates, hates Elon. I don't think that was you, was it? No, that, no, I don't I don't hate Elon, but he's definitely made Twitter worse, though. Okay, yeah. What, how has it gotten worse for you? Uh, the, well, the app fucking sucks. Like, the app is fucking broken, dog. I, I can't – all my DMs before I deleted – they wouldn't update. I couldn't open any pictures. And I've uninstalled, reinstalled, updated, or did all that shit. I couldn't open pictures in DMs. If I clicked it, it just had the no picture available icon. That fucking, you know, it just sucked. The timeline sucked. I just kept getting nonsense on the timeline all the time. The ad problem almost became worse, I think. Like, I could block ads on Twitter, and then they would just, I would see the pattern they would do. They would just keep showing me another one like one tweet above where I blocked. So I'm like, well, if I just scroll to the top, you know, the problem goes away. Now it doesn't. Now the oh. bad problem sucks. He made it easier for me to get on browser and use it, but I don't think people are using browser. I think no. more people um, are using fucking the telephone, you know? Yeah. Yeah, I don't. I mean, I'm sure people do, but I definitely don't know very many people that use their their uh, computer I've well, used. Yeah, I, I do use it, which is why I brought it up. But I'm. Oh, okay. I understand a lot of people don't, though. Yeah, I mean, I've maybe logged in say ten or fifteen times through the computer or something. I don't know. Um, not very many, but yeah, it's. Uh, 
so in a lot of ways i've so i will echo the picture thing and the video thing is super annoying um you can't pause a video if you do it will just freeze and you won't be able to like you know redo it or whatever um or restart it i'm sorry the picture thing, the video thing, other than that, and my DMs do suck. They sometimes it will say there's a new message in a group chat, and I'm like, what what is that? You know, and I click on it and no one said anything in the group chat for like four hours or whatever. So I see stuff like that. But the TL experience itself, I don't I don't know. I don't browse the TL a lot anymore. So maybe that's maybe that's what it is. See, that's I, the, when I went to delete, like I'm I, we got a not a podcast group chat, right? And that's what everyone in the chat was saying. They're like, dude, I don't even get on the TL. I'm just here for the group chat now. Like, that's the only reason why everyone on in the group chat was on the fucking app was for the group chat. Mm. And it's just like, well, you can chat with people on anything. You can make an IRC, which I, I, I'm thinking about doing. What is What's that? The, I don't know what that is. Ooh, that's some old school internet stuff, dog. See, I'm I'm a computer hacker, right? Okay. I'm was a state-sponsored computer hacker, and <laughs> the government funnels lots of money into my account so I can attack other foreign nations. Uh, but I just haven't done it in a long time, and so as a result, actually, you probably used. I don't know what you did in the army. Was it used in the army? Yeah, 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 yeah. I I, we, I didn't do anything with a computer ever. They, Okay, so some computers, like on Cipernet, they got IRC on the Cipernet computers. So you can do that. We used to do, we was in aviation, we used to do nine lines over IRC, no, which really. I've never heard anyone else doing. So I don't know how common that is. But you could do nine lines over IRC. So I imagine you can do all kinds of other chat, but it's internet relay chat is what it is. So it's oh, just okay. a chat. It's a server you connect to. You got a chat program you can use to connect to this server and just chat with folks. And it's, you can make it really secure and you can make it really basic and insecure. Uh, and, a, you know, old school computer, real computer heads remember the IRC days back in the day <laughs> when the internet was cool. <laughs> Social media ruined it because they all brought these messaging programs along and everyone kind of got off IRC. So, but the technology still exists. I don't see why we just can't use it again. So basically Twitter is, so Twitter is kind of like a, it's a forum essentially, right? Yeah. It's a shittier version of a forum. I agree. Okay. Okay. Cause like the old sure dog and stuff, it's basically like that, except for that you can see, except for that it like updates and stuff, you know, like you don't have to scroll through or whatever. Right. So I think if someone were to be finicky and technical, it's a micro blogging platform is a okay. more specific definition of it. But I think using the word micro to describe shit is gay. So I think <laughs> calling it a forum, that's, I mean, that's kind of what it is too. It's a, it should be called micro blo- micro forming platform. Mm. Well, I just said saying micro describes stuff's gay, huh? So I guess we well, already gay. came out at the beginning of the podcast. Let's fucking go. Hell yeah. <laughs> yeah. So what, is there any way to improve it at this point? Uh, you could let me threaten people on there and I'd come back <laughs> directly yeah. threaten them violently. <laughs> yeah. The, the, the faction thing, Twitter is kind of, it's got a, a very, uh, what is that? I, I didn't play these games, but what is that game called risk or whatever? Not risk. What's the one where you've got a bunch of different armies, you know, and you can like fight each other and, you know, 
Oh, Call of Duty. Okay, okay, Call of Duty. <laughs> but it's got a thing where people just they go into their own little tribes or factions or whatever, and then they just automatically attack or hate this person in this other tribe, which is part, if we're being honest, is part of the fun of the app. But now those factions are becoming increasingly smaller and inter, you know, sort of intertribal fighting. Yeah, they, they got to fight each other before they can fight other people. Yeah, and like that's someone made. has to be the the chief of each faction. Yeah, exactly. If your account is a hundred k plus, you're a faction chief. Mm-hmm. You know, you're a warlord of a bunch of other reply guys on Twitter. More more like lords. They're your warlords, mm-hmm. and then uh, they have their own reply guys too. And sometimes these guys fight with each other. It's pretty. This is pretty much the Holy Roman Empire. Is what Twitter <laughs> no, is. Yeah, so the, the the infighting aspect of it has just made it so much less enjoyable. I mean, I'm not trying to tell anybody. People can do. I am one of these people who honestly feels like do whatever the hell you want with your Twitter account. I'm just either going to block you or mute you or you know avoid you if you annoy me. But I'm not, I'm not interested in like telling you how to use Twitter because it's just frankly not that important. You know, right. <laughs> hell yeah. But it has made it gayer, way gayer. And way more, 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 more importantly, it has made it way more boring. And like it, it used to be fun. I used to have a ton of fun on there, and now it's just kind of endless. Well, the the thing where I think it's Reddit is I can watch the dumbest people say the like most cliche things, and then keep repeating this for, formula over and over again. And next thing you know, they're fucking they're popular people, and I'm like. I know for a fact these people are actually retards. They're actual <laughs> retarded people. I can't believe that other people take them seriously, and it makes me go, "Well, I'm the problem is I'm on a website for stupid people. <laughs> <laughs> it's actually my fault if I'm upset because I'm on the website where all the other people are stupid. So what's that make me? A stupid person too. Yeah, yeah. You join. So the to team. get smarter, I logged off. Yeah, I, I don't blame you. I really don't. My brain's already swollen from how much I've learned in the past week. What, what are you doing now, Bruce? And uh, browsing YouTube and shit? I'm actually downloading all of the information into my brain directly. <laughs> you got a, you got your one of those Elon chips? No, I put a USB port like right like behind where my ear is, so I can just <laughs> plug it in. And I'm running Linux on my brain. <laughs> yeah, it's. We, I, I, you, uh, early on the, during the takeover, the Elon takeover, I had, I was kind of cautiously optimistic about it. Right. I, I thought, well, this could get way better. Yeah. Same. It, it, like it can't get worse. Is kind of how I felt. Um, and for a minute it did appear to be better. And then all of a sudden, a lot of the same old kind of throttling things started to happen. And then the increased infighting thing just went through you know the 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 fighting increased you know exponentially over the last like uh eight months or so and again like i don't care that you're you're arguing back and forth i'm just saying it's fucking boring that's all i'm saying you know you know what the actual problem is that i guess it turns out the the liberal order of things actually worked to keep this all in line (laughs) we're all good boys (laughs) <laughs> so that's why I just donated my paycheck to the John Podesta Foundation. <laughs> that is that 
is actually a funny way to look at it. This is kind of true. I mean, I mean, I don't know if it's true, but there's a uh... yeah. When the CIA was running the show, we could be friends with people. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I did. I didn't mean true, but I mean like the idea that overlords aiming us at other people was better than uh, letting us like talk to each other. That part I think is kind of true. <laughs> <laughs> Turns yeah. out I hate no one more than someone who agrees with me. Yeah, that's that's the subtitle to the to the app for sure. Yeah, oh, yeah. but a lot of people that listen to this don't don't have Twitter, so they think these things are gay, and I don't blame them. Doug, but let's go, hell yeah! <laughs> but I'm is, one of them now. <laughs> but it is fun to uh, let people know what's going on over there because apparently there's some big. I I just learned about this, but apparently there's something going on on. Uh, instagram now so people are like fleeing instagram people are fleeing twitter i don't know where they're gonna go now i mean you gotta think at some point people really will just get tired of these apps i know a lot of people think that we're just permanently addicted to social media now but i'm not convinced of that i'm not either in fact that's what I mean, that's what everyone said when MySpace was around. How could MySpace die? If you were living in 2007, it was unfathomable that MySpace wouldn't, if you were like, MySpace won't exist in three years, the people would be like, that's not even possible. MySpace will probably own the news in three years is what they would think. Mm. The only- now Facebook bled how many billions yeah, yeah. This, this calendar year? I mean, it's over. It's definitely over for those two, Facebook and Instagram. It's probably over for Twitter because we know they're like, despite what Elon says, it's I think everyone can see they're bleeding money and they may not survive the, the end of the year either. I don't think it, it's it's certainly possible. And the the uh, didn't Zuckerberg cancel Meta? Uh, I think dissolve he, meta. I should say. I think he's scrapping the the VR component stuff. Oh, they went okay. all in on VR, and I think he's like, "Whoops, yeah." It turns out that was stupid. Yeah, they were talking. Guess what? The fucking pandemic's over, loser. Yeah, we don't no need kidding. it no more. No kidding. That's dude. So many businesses made pulled like huge audibles during the the pandemic to keep themselves afloat, and now. They they thought so they like tricked themselves into thinking that that was going to be permanent, you know, not necessarily the pandemic itself, but the new viewership or membership or subscriptions of whatever. And those things are going away big time right now. Yeah, like things that get sent to your home. Now, no one can afford any of that. Right. Like, have you tried ordering DoorDash within the past month? Bro, I live like two hours from this a is small impossible town. for you. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> if you go just just humor yourself and go DoorDash and order what you would normally order at like McDonald's or something. I don't know. You probably don't eat McDonald's. But whatever you'd get at a fast food restaurant, something that you understand the price of, like off the top of your head, you're like, oh, okay, I know that's gonna be seven dollars. Okay. Run it through DoorDash and see what the total is. Like okay. before tip even. It'll be like $30. Are you serious? Do I have to for, download the app to do that right you now? You do it on your website. Okay. Keep talking. I'm going to try it right now while we're, hmm. while we're at it. Well, this, it's, yeah. Door, and DoorDash is, to my understanding, the cheapest app. So Uber Eats is even more expensive. Postmates is even more expensive. Like it just the less of a big name in the sphere it is, the more expensive it becomes. These apps are fucking done for, dog. Like like a Uber Lyft thing, 
Yeah. And then the thing is, all the DoorDashers, like the people who were making money during the pandemic, they're not anymore. So they quit. And there's because there was a way you could do DoorDash and make like some decent money. There's a method. You couldn't just work for them and just take every order. There's particular ways to, to do it. Well, when the pandemic ended, you know, people aren't ordering out no more so much. Now the prices have gone up because people aren't ordering out. And because the prices go up, people order less. So you can't make that money anymore with DoorDash. So all those people quit. Mm -hmm. And all the people who DoorDash now, the remaining people who will bring you your food are smoking crack on <laughs> in between orders. <laughs> Stealing some of your fries, putting their grubby ass hands in there. Dude, yes. Your food will smell like a crack den when you That's get it. That's disgusting. It will be delivered to you by someone whose car probably has no floorboard, like, and they got to power it like the Fred Flintstone. Absolute, just, I mean, because you got to think it's the people who need the money immediately the most now who's doing the DoorDash. And they're usually people who don't make very responsible decisions. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I know what you're saying. That's code for. Holy shit! Yeah, if you were to order, it's not code for anything. <laughs> <laughs> I know what that was. It's just code for drug user. <laughs> it's code for fucking stupid people. You know, our Twitter people is there. We go. It's a code for someone who has a Twitter account. <laughs> there you go. Let's go. Yeah, yeah, I'm looking at these prices and. I haven't eaten fast food in a minute, but it is it is pretty wild, man. Holy shit. Like delivery fees like five bucks, and then the taxes is an extra somehow six dollars. Then they got a service fee or something, then a tip, and the price of the food itself is already increased on the website. Like you go to any website and compare the two off the restaurant's website versus DoorDash, you'll see there's like a two to three dollar difference. So yeah, they're it's by the time all that shit adds up, you're paying twenty extra dollars. People that can't is, afford that shit, dog. No way. Yeah, just for this, so I'm looking at a Popeyes because I just typed in a random address in Chicago. Mm, delicious. Um, and a four piece. This is before even trying to order. Just the price of the meal. A four piece chicken dinner is thirteen bucks. That's insane. That is. Yeah, just cl click on that and then go to deliver, and then see what okay. the fees and everything is. So we start at 14, right? That's what you're expecting to pay. Yeah. Maybe give them five bucks for delivering. So you're expecting 19, 20 dollars total. Okay. Add to court. Put Obama's uh, house in there <laughs> if you're doing Chicago. Uh, okay. Wait a minute. Oh, there's my car. I don't know how to use this. Hell yeah. Check out. Okay. Oh, it's trying to get me to put an email in. Anyway, I'm gonna have to trust you because I don't want to give them my email. <laughs> <laughs> Let's go. Yeah, I believe it. Uh, that just the fast food thing—that's shocking. That's like startling enough. Thirteen bucks for four pieces of shitty fried chicken, bro. Like five-ish years ago, you would have been paying roughly thirteen roughly 13 to 15 dollars for a prime rib from a grocery store hell yeah i mean that's crazy yeah and so when people bitch about not being able to afford to eat i get it it used to be when people would say that it was because they eat out all the time but now right. it's everything like inflation is real and people are paying exorbitant prices for food it's 
it's wild. And I don't know how I really don't U S cattle inventory just hit a 10 year low. I mean, it really doesn't appear like we're going to get a big break anytime soon, uh, at the grocery store. I don't know what's, you know, I don't want to, pretend to be positive about this, but I would expect at least another year of for food prices like this. Fuel prices are coming down a little bit, but not yeah. enough to make a different a, a massive difference at the at the store. And then anytime we all know, anytime prices like this inflate, they definitely never go back down to what they had been before. That's no. now a near permanent fee or a like- price. When you think of all the things, it's just compounding. It's like the food's getting more expensive. It's getting harder to get it. The banks are all running out of money. Mm. Like, yeah. come on, dog. I'm fixing to have to Google which bread line's nearest to me. <laughs> Did you see all your Bitcoin brethren talking about how FTX and uh, SVB were the exact same thing? No, I'm my only child when it comes to Bitcoin. <laughs> so... I mean, I I understand what they're trying to say about fractional reserve banking, but SVB had an illiquidity problem, right? And uh, FTX was just flat out insolvent and hustling people. This is not as good of a comparison as you think, you know? I mean, they're, I guess, kind of both Ponzi schemes, but it's one is a direct Ponzi scheme while the other one's indirectly. Well, when the if you're a bank and you go buy a bunch of bonds at one, you know, like a one percent, and then the Fed bumps interest rates, all of a sudden your your bonds are jack shit now; they're worth less. So, but that comes down to like bankers shouldn't be just dumping all of your money into the bond market either. But yeah, you know, you know, banks never failed me. What bank? One under my mattress. (laughs) Yeah, people still. People, when we were kids, would make fun of their grandparents for thinking like that. <laughs> now you know why. <laughs> yeah. It's so fucking funny now, is it? <laughs> yeah. The 50K grandpa's got in the safe, you know, glued to the, or uh, bolted to the floor in the basement right. is fine. The fucking Tony Soprano method, dude. <laughs> Did you see, you? I don't know if when you got off, uh, off of Twitter. Do you see Jack Posobiec was telling people, that there needs to be a MAGA bank run. No, what what's he mean by that? He he wanted all the MAGA people because Trump was supposed to get arrested today, which, to my knowledge, has not yet happened. Uh, and so his his idea to fight back was have all the MAGA people do a run on banks. <laughs> Yo, that's so. You know what? That's actually uh kind of big brained. <laughs> here we go they should do that <laughs> just break everything at once yeah why not dude like what's you can't go to fucking prison for that one you know no they 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 would find a way if if people really did that they would find a way to imprison Kosobic over that <clears throat> yeah but it, it takes everyone else down with them so it's yeah. like were you just gonna make the whole country a prison hell yeah <laughs> guess what now you're locked in here with me bitch <laughs> yeah i don't know i can see i understand the accelerationist point of view i really do that but the the theory of accelerationism relies on the thing actually breaking <laughs> yeah <laughs> you, you may true. not be able to break it you know what i mean 
And then you've just caused yourself a bunch of pain. He may be overestimating how many people are willing to, are still, you know, Trump loyalists. Yeah, that's possible too. Yeah, that's that's really hard to get a a read on right now. I, I I'm not. I don't know. There's there's a, still a lot of people that are going to vote for Trump if he's on the on the ticket with an R next to his name. But as far as being diehard loyalist to the guy, I don't know, man. I I don't know how many of those are really left. I couldn't tell you. Although that was super elite when he went to that McDonald's and said, I know this menu better than you guys do. <laughs> I'm like, damn dog, I may vote for him. <laughs> did, he, did he actually do that? Yeah, dude. What he went to he went to Easter East Palestine in Ohio for the train stuff. And uh <clears throat> he brought him water and shit and food. Yeah, man. he went to the McDonald's. He goes, first he enters and he goes, What's the special today? <laughs> 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 Which that's gotta be my go-to move going to McDonald's, pulling up and being like, yo, what's the special dog? <laughs> It'll be like a Big Mac. Stay <laughs> with every day. And then he didn't even let them reply to that. He goes, Look, I probably know this menu better than anyone in this building. <laughs> The funny part is that's a truthful statement. He probably does. It is. It is true. And he'd be eating McDonald's, don't he? And yeah, and that's uh, and he said it in the Trumpest way possible. Hell yeah! You can just picture that happening. Yeah. What a what a fail for the rest of the GOP. That was such an obvious move. It's such a fucking layup, dude. You could have sent literally anyone to that McDonald's. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. They wouldn't have had the heavy lines. Like, what's the special today? Like, no GOPist could come up with something like that. But no. send someone there. God damn, dog. Yep. Send one fucking guy up there and be like, oh, here is a case of water. And it's a wrap. It's just like, look, we've done 100 times more. However many bottles of water I brought, that's how many times more I've done than you. Yeah, right, right, right. And he did. And to be honest, Trump deserves credit for this kind of stuff. This is what I, I hate when people... They're so he's so polarizing that they can't do, they just can't accept he him being what he is in the moment, right? That was a good thing. I'm glad he did it. He, in my view, showed it. It was it was as you say a layup, but he was the only politician in in the freaking country that was willing to go do it. So he obviously cares in at some level uh, about if if nothing if nothing. He cares about at least his image, put it like that, enough to go protect it, and maybe even cares about the people there. I don't know, but it, it, no one else was actually willing to pony up and and go do it. And he deserves credit for that, right? I mean, yeah, I just am so. Let's go, Brandon. Yeah, I'm so I'm so over the the, and this is kind of how they win, right? Is they just get people. They get people in for a minute, and you're like, maybe we're going to make a change here, get something done, some sort of progress, and, and you're kind of invested. And then six years later, you're like, oh, yeah, it's exactly the same system as it has always been, and nothing yeah. has changed. And it's just a complete waste of time. Yeah, it's like once you get to the finish line, it's like, well, why would I keep running a race? Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Like, uh, I have the medal. That's <laughs> first place on it. You want me to keep going for what? Yeah, especially with in this, you know, uh, in this sort of analogy, the at the end of the race is supposed to be a position of power. You won, you got yourself into that position of power, and then 
did some good things and then didn't do even remotely enough while you were there. And so now, now what you're going to run the race and go through the entire race process again. And, but now you've learned all the lessons and you're going to do it better this time. Okay. Maybe, but that's a, that's a lot tougher sell than it was the first time. Yeah. <clears throat> yeah. I mean, as reflected by the 2020 election, I, I agree with all the people that say that some real weird and shady shit went on. No question about it. That stuff has happened for a long time and it looked to be worse in the last election, but you had four years in office to try to get in front of that and, and, and didn't, you know, I, I don't know. Um, and again, I don't hate the guy. It's just, I just think he's got a, a lot harder road in front of him than, than his diehards believe he does it's true that is true i wonder who will be the next president i hope it's not me <laughs> you who do you, do you think the other a lot of people on the right they do this thing where they say uh someone like kamal could never get elected for x and y reason but they were saying the same thing about joe biden and he did get elected right they were like look his son's a crackhead <laughs> Yeah, he's you a, can't he's, elect someone who's a crackhead. It's like, first of all, George Bush was a crackhead. <laughs> <laughs> he smelled crack, dude. He got elected. It doesn't matter if his son's a crackhead. <laughs> yeah, and and he was just as brain dead on the campaign trail as he is now, Dog. and they still pulled it out. Yeah. So, so, so to me. Anyone with a D next to their name running has a shot to win, whether that's Buttigieg or Kamala or or whomever. I I, we, I don't know. We discovered there's literally only one D that you can't run. That's Hillary. You can't live with her. <laughs> it's the only one you can't run because you will lose. Yeah, she remember when people were floating her name again here about uh six months, six, eight months ago. Hillary's going to run in 2024. They're trying to make a move to get Hillary back in there. She's a year younger than Trump and two, three years younger than Biden or whatever the heck it is. Like we're argued over 80 year olds now. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but that went away real quick. And Hell yeah. There's just, you're right. There's no, that woman is not getting elected unless she, I don't know. It's, I don't know. I mean, I remember 2016 when people didn't want to vote for Donald Trump. Mm-hmm. They they weren't like diehard MAGA folks. They just really hated Hillary Clinton. Yeah, like most of my peers in Kentucky, at least they don't. They weren't like pro or against Trump, you know, in one particular way. They just knew well. We're not letting you know. There's a lady who literally eats children, and we're not <laughs> going to vote for her. So, but it even on the left, even on the left, I, a guy I know is a tattoo artist. He's like a Bernie bro, uh, you know, socialist democratic socialist type. He, I was talking to him one day for a few hours, getting some work done. And he was telling me, look, man, I get it. Anybody who doesn't vote for her, I get it. I completely understand. I mean, if, if even they could recognize someone like that could recognize how big of a, uh, waste of time that woman is. I mean, that's that's brutal when you can't even get he's not necessarily an AOC type he kind of thinks she's a dork but 
they agree politically 99% of the time he and AOC and even he was like, yeah, that, that woman's a, a bitch and useless, you know, and, and murder probably, as you say, eats babies at the very least does, uh, indescribable things to them. Right. Yeah. Yeah. So she can't win. You're right. But basically I think anybody else on that side, Cory Booker, but people make fun of Cory Booker. I think he's a, a dork that I am Spartacus moment was one of the biggest political follies I've ever seen in my adult life. If that dude ends up on the presidential ticket, he will be a formidable candidate because the entire system will do everything they can to make him, to get him across the finish line. And that is a lot to, it's a lot to beat, man. I mean, this is why they were terrified of Tulsi, right? Not that I'm some big Tulsi supporter, but the, the Democrats were terrified of her because they knew that she really might be able to reshape their party. If she ended up at the top of that ticket, because she She, would have won. She was the Democrat Ron Paul of 2008. Yep, good point. And then good again, point. so is Bernie too, though. And Bernie yep. did had way better. They they had to do the same. They had to cheat with Bernie. That was their trial run for stealing election. It's like we'll try it on Bernie first. If it works, we're if we and we lose this one, then we'll come back and do it next time in the national. And that's what they did. Big brain move. They have yeah. a long time preference, unlike many libertarians I know, <laughs> libertarians who claim they have high time low time preference but they do not yeah who was it that they in 2020 that won iowa and then was it bernie again oh i don't know couldn't tell you and then they uh they all gathered around biden in south carolina and and said we're all and then Buttigieg, harris uh klobuchar and liz warren all dropped out at once so people would all hit their votes would go to him. I forget who that was. Um, but yeah, they, yeah, they, they pulled out all the stops to get that guy to get Biden in. And with, uh, cause Bernie won Iowa in 2016, if I recall correctly. Mm, I don't remember. Yeah. Yeah. So anyway, <laughs> neither one of us is the right person to be having this discussion. Let's but. go. Hell Yeah. <laughs> Yeah. Now let's see him fight. Yeah, right. I, someone proposed years ago online somewhere that I'd seen that what we should really do is just have like boxing, kickboxing, MMA primaries. And yeah, it's like it's goofy, but at the same time, I can totally understand why. I can totally understand why a person would believe honestly, not just not just ironically and goofing honestly believe that would be a better way to select a leader than the, the current system that we have. It'd be more entertaining. That's for sure. Yeah. Although, although dude, Trump in 2016, you got to give him props. He was fucking so entertaining, man. He Imagine was, the Russians just sending some steroided guy like Habib out be like, uh, <laughs> we're just going to become your guys president. Now. <laughs> it's over for you guys. Yeah, I'm just, going to smash your country. <laughs> just sneak him across the border as a young baby. Yeah, no, no, give, anchor give me baby. the big shot. <laughs> hey, what's your take on uh, steroids and MMA currently, or just steroids is in the in the colloquial sense, right? Not like peds. So I've always thought it's been, you know, a push pull kind of thing. I thought that. First of all, I think everyone's doing it. Mm-hmm. I mean, everybody for sure. Mm-hmm. 
I also think they should be able to, though. Mm-hmm. Like, just let them fucking... Because this, this is a sport that is very, very tough on your body. Mm-hmm. Uh, so, I mean, the steroids, I think, helps a lot with the recovery of it. So you can either see guys fight twice a year for three years in a row, like Izzy did, or you can watch guys go the boxing route and fight once every three years. Yeah. Yeah. I can see that argument. And when you look at uh, a lot of the, the fight fans love USADA, they think it's, it's this great thing that's really cleaned up, but you, you talk, go talk to fighters. They all hate USADA. Every one of them. Right. And it's not just because they're using that. That's not why it's because they're sick and tired of having to report to these retards and, you know, have to show their dick to them and all the rest of it. They pop up in like the worst pot. Like didn't one of those guys right after, I think Paulo Costa was finished cutting weight, like he's leaving the sauna and they're like, Hey buddy, time to draw some blood. And he's like that. What the fuck? Yep. I'm the most dehydrated I've ever been, and you want to take blood from me. You're you guys are fucking idiots. Yeah, like, that's well, why they wanted the blood right then, though. Mm. Because he's dehydrated. Orders from Hillary Clinton. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Well, they've done that to they've done that to several people. They they tested uh TJ while he was cutting weight, which again, they these guys hide EPO with IVs. You can flush it, you know, within a certain amount of time. So they tested him during a weight cut. He was super upset about it. The Costa one made the biggest news. And then someone just recently, I want to say maybe it was even Volkanovsky, they tested during his weight cut. It's just a scumbag thing to do, dude. Yeah. Or they'll wake him up at 5 o'clock in the morning (laughs) on fight day. (laughs) Oh, yeah. Yeah. And you know what else? I think that the casual fans don't don't know or understand USADA is not a governmental body. They have no power in Kazakhstan or Brazil or whatever. The the people that are doing collection in those other places are contracted out. They're locals that are contracted out. And many governments require that a foreign company, USADA in this case, hires local people if they're going to work at some percentage in their country. So if you only have three employees, they all have to be locals. So hmm. if if you're in Dagestan and uh, Kadrov is running the show, do you really think you're going to get unfriendly collections? <laughs> like, no. Yeah, I mean, not a chance. They're going to have your little brother piss in the cup. You know what I mean? Like it ain't going to be it ain't going to be you, dude. And yeah, so a lot of this, like when people say, "Oh, you're just uh, uh, shit," you know, pissed uh, like a, a pissed off casual about these Russian guys when you say they're on peds or whatever. It's like, no, no, no. There's more to it than what you think. Passing passing a drug test fight week is an IQ test, right? I mean, yeah, <laughs> it's, like, it's not a drug test, but passing a random drug test, like if you're an American, it's way tougher to use. But here's another thing about it. The guys at the very highest levels that they have, you know, no one has McGregor money, but let's say somebody who has even TJ Dillashaw type money He's not thought of as rich, but was champion long enough that he's got a few million in the bank from fighting for sure. A guy like that can get a chemist for 25 grand to make him a, a basically bioidentical ped Hell that yeah. is undetectable. Whereas the kid that's coming up fighting for 20 and 20, he can't afford that shit. 
No. <laughs> so yeah, it's it's a it's a definitely a different game for people at different levels. And I know we're probably now we're really boring the show. People nerding out all this stuff, but <laughs> but it, well, plus people ahead. come up with other ways to cheat too. Like I mean, Islam just his last fight. He had an IVN, right? Right. And then his manager goes on Twitter and is like, uh, you can do an IV up to two liters or like some ridiculous yeah. amount you obviously cannot do. And he's just snitching on them, mm-hmm. saying how illegal, you know, they did. They're just people keep coming up. And so you think too, Islam's doing this for a title fight. There's other guys doing this for fucking the 20 and 20, you know? 100%. And you know, uh, the thing about that, that IV infusion is why people will argue, well, it's not even actually necessarily the best way to rehydrate. Well, okay. You know, maybe it only rehydrates you 5% better. Well, that 5% can mean a whole hell of a lot when you're fighting at that level. And then secondly, you think that they don't have dudes who know what's up that can sneak some shit into somebody's system before they get an IV. What would be a better way than IV? Because my understanding is that would be the best way to rehydrate. So that's definitely what they they say at hospitals. But there's this guy. There was a video done on this by uh, what, what's that company out of uh, Britain? Is it? Uh, it's not MMA fighting. MMA. They got a red logo. That Tommy uh, on point guy. Maybe MMA, MMA on, on point. point. Those guys. They did a video with this dude who he was. He used to fight, and now he's a scientist of some kind. And he's helped people cheat the the hydration test for one championship. And in that, he goes through like how the hydration process actually works and how it's kind of junk science that we're all still operating under that says that it's better to hydrate with an IV. Um, but it is like slightly better. It's just that the benefits are way over exaggerated. And I, you know, I don't want to act as if as if I know exactly. But but that video is worth worth your time especially mm, I, I got a hard disagree with that <laughs> yeah, yeah maybe okay depends on how nerdy you get you get on sundays if you're bored um well i'm thinking just just the mental aspect of it and like there may be the on the subject of hydration alone they're probably right that it's only a little bit better but no. i don't have to drink a gallon of water now yeah, yeah, yeah. I can yeah. sit still for ten minutes, and I can be exactly where I need to be without having to hurt my stomach because I haven't been eating, you know, completely. I haven't drank any water, so it's much easier. I think just to get the IV, you can have a little bit of water too. Next thing you know, you're fucking Gucci. Yeah, it's a good point, and it also uh, the IV cools your body off, and yeah. that's going to help you calm down and shit. Yeah, that's a good point. That's a really good point. Mentally, I think it provides you so much more relief. Yeah, that's a good point because IVs do feel good. They feel so freaking good. Hell yeah, I get a boner every time. (laughs) And then, you know, you can hit vitamins and all that shit in that IV that's going to, that's not speaking to the hydration piece, but that's got to deliver vitamins better than you can do it through, you know, going through your traditional system, through your digestive system. Yeah. I should ask them folks, what would you rather do? Shoot heroin or drink it? I mean, come on, dog. (laughs) Needle dude. (laughs) Yeah. What do you, who do you got in the, since we're back on MMA, who do you got in this, uh, Pereira, uh, out fight? I think Izzy's going to figure him out. I didn't, I didn't like, uh, Pereira in the first fight. 
Yeah. I didn't like him in the middle of the third round. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Which is when he finally switched it on. So I think Izzy knows, okay, if I can take him out in two rounds, I'll have to do that. I think you, we may actually see Izzy uh, do some grappling. Yeah, I that was my take until I listened to Dan Hardy's breakdown. And he pointed out that uh, Pereira's offensive wrestling actually looked way better than his defensive wrestling and hmm. he was effective uh like he shot a you know it wasn't a great double egg but he shot a double turned the corner and dumped him so he at least has some level of competence and hardy's take is that he thinks you're actually going to see more grappling out of Pereira in this fight that would be interesting i think that would be the big brained iq move but yeah i don't know how long is how many fights has Pereira had in mma Eight. Okay. Hmm. Maybe. No, he didn't take any Amy fights. He just went straight pro. Uh, from what my understanding, he, he went straight pro. Yeah. That's who's right. going to amateur fight that dude, bro? <laughs> like, That's yeah, a good bro. point, too. <laughs> He's like three time world or one time world champ or two times. I don't know if you've ever seen it, but at, at least at the amateur level, I've seen it a bunch, which is you get a guy who's a jujitsu guy. You know, he's been doing jujitsu, transitions to fighting. Mm-hmm. And he gets a knockout, right? In an mm-hmm. amateur fight. What's that guy want to do his next fight? Yep. 100%. He's swinging as hard as he can. Yep. <laughs> you know, he's going to get fucked up. He's like, I taste a knockout. You know, that's what I'm doing. I'm now all of a sudden, I'm a fucking, <laughs> oh, so you're a striker now. You know, shit like that. And I, I know Pereira is not going to fall for that either. Being a striker himself, but what I think if he hits Izzy like that, he goes, oh, I can beat him striking. So I'll just beat him striking. I hope you yeah. don't fall for that pitfall. But I don't know. These guys are better fighters than me. So <laughs> Yeah, no shit. For, for real. That's, dude, that's the other thing fans do is they hugely overestimate how good they are and e- even worse underestimate how good the guys that are watching on TV are. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I In that fight, Izzy had him hurt in the first round. Like clear as day. Now, he hit him... A thing I haven't seen very many people point out, but he hit him behind the ear. So how rocked was Pereira really? I don't know. He might have just been totally, uh, you know, discombobulated. You know, you get hit and that messes your ear up and your legs get all goofy and you get like vertigo. It did look like that might have been what's going on, but he gives him vertigo with 45 seconds left. And it does it doesn't matter whether he's actually rocked or has got vertigo going on. He's, he's getting KO'd. So right. I can still... I, I, dude, you got to say, like, Adesanya is as cringe as he can be. That dude has got a huge set of balls. Who says, I want to fight this guy that's beat me three times a fourth time? Yeah. <laughs> I, I don't know anyone. Well, I get I, Izzy's one of my favorite fighters. And I haven't had, like, a fighter I like following that much since Izzy, you know, came into the UFC. Mm-hmm. So I know he has done some cringe stuff, but he's also done some fucking gangster ass shit, dog. Oh, man. He's the highest level striker we've ever seen, in my opinion. And plus, the amount of times he fights. When's the last time you've seen you know a champion fight as many times as Izzy? Has? Oh yeah, it's only him. You'd have to go way back to like Anderson Silva type shit, right? And then, and what did Anderson do after holding the belt for a while? He put on the Leoto performance, one mm-hmm. of the worst, the one that Dana White said he's going <laughs> to refund everyone for. <laughs> yeah. It was so bad. Wasn't that in Abu Dhabi? Oh, I think so. And then yeah. 
he did the same thing against Nick Diaz. Mm-hmm. The worst fight of all time. That was bad. That's, it wasn't the worst fight, but it wasn't Nick's fault for that fight. Everyone says it's both their faults. I don't think so. I think it's Anderson's fault, and we watch Anderson. And he's done other fights like that too. I can't think of a third one off the top of my head. But I know oh, he's well. Done him it. and Izzy. Him and Izzy were both super yeah. careful in their fight. Well, I think that was more of a Izzy's like, look, I could. This is an old ass man. I could kill him. I think Izzy could have killed him in that fight, too, if he wanted to. I don't think that's a fight Izzy wants to kill Anderson Silva in, though. Right. Yeah, I could see that take. Well, hey, man, you got to fight Anderson, and you knew you could win. Are you going to try to put him away? Right. Yeah, you're right. No. That guy's an idol, man. Yeah. Yeah. Well, I know you got a hard out. Yeah, I got to go to work. You going to plug your IRC while you're on here? (laughs) (laughs) No, I don't have it up yet. (laughs) I have. So as well as leaving Twitter, I'm taking down not a podcast, too. What? Yeah, so it's the 15th of April is the last day it'll be around. Uh, So if you want to listen to it, your chance is almost gone. Uh, We have all the episodes on Patreon. Like that's the only place you can find it at. It's patreon.com slash NAP official NAP, like taking a nap Mm -hmm. official. I had a domain, not a podcast at XYZ. I think it expired. No, you can still go to that for now. Uh, It's five bucks and it'll, you're not going to get any reoccurring charges because at the 15th, I'm closing the Patreon. It'll be deleted as well. And I will be forever gone off the internet aside from IRC. I will probably post an IRC there, though, whenever I go. You're, so you're you're killing the Patreon, too. Yeah, Bert was like, look, Bert wanted me to remove it for a while. He's complete, He's gone Ted Kaczynski mode, you know, without <laughs> okay. the crazy stuff, but yeah, just yeah. the whole get offline thing. So he doesn't even like the episode still existing. Oh. And since I'm not going to do it no more, I'm like, well, you know, let's make everybody happy here. I'll... If I'm going to just stop, may as well just, you know, help Bert out to delete the episodes. He gets to sleep easy in his Ted Kaczynski cabin bed at night. (laughs) Well, all right, man. I get it. I get it. Hopefully Lee doesn't delete his Twitter too, or else there will be zero entertainment left on that platform. That'd be funny if me and Lee kill the platform. (laughs) It's a domino effect. (laughs) It It would be cosmic justice on old Elon there, huh? I'm thinking about, I should make my own Twitter. Do it. I'll sign up. It's too hard. (laughs) Never going to do it. (laughs) All right, brother. This is uh, Polpo. You guys know him, love him. Go check out Not A Podcast while you have time. It's seriously one of the funniest podcasts you'll ever listen to in your life, even though it's not an actual podcast. That's true. Well, I got, you know what? Now that the show's ending, I do have a, I must admit, it was a podcast this whole time. (laughs) The whole time it was a podcast, and we tricked everyone. All right. Thanks, brother. Shoot me a text. Stay in touch. Hell yeah. Let's go. Okay. See you, man. See you, man.